to be in church. Come on. Hey, before you grab your seat, before you grab your seat, let's pray. <laughs> I just, I really love that at the start of every message, just to take a moment to remember that each and every week God can speak to us in a powerful way. And this is not just another Sunday service. I really believe that God wants to speak to you tonight. So let's take a moment. Open our hearts. God, we're just so ready for what you have to say to us. We pray that our hearts would be open, our ears would be open to what you're speaking. And we pray that you would encourage us and lift us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. We'll give someone an air five as you sit down. We've still got those restrictions. And hey, welcome to 2021. Here we are. It's, it's, it seemed like the year that would never come. And I'm excited that we are in a new year. Even this week, walking into work, I was like, something's, something's changed, you know? And a lot of things are changing. We're still living in a crazy world. I think we got about six days in before the world started going wild. And people started saying things like, oh, it's 2020S. Or, you know, oh, it's, it's 2020, the deluxe edition. Or, you know, 2020 was just a trailer for 2021. The aliens are on their way and all that kind of stuff. But actually, I, there's been a lot of dissing of 2020. And, and I'd just like to go on record and say, I think God did some good stuff in 2020. In the midst of a crazy year, God was doing good stuff. And, um, and I'm really believing that this year is going to be the best year yet. I believe God's got good stuff planned. God is going to do awesome new things. And I'm actually, I'm excited about this year. We've got, just personally, a lot of exciting stuff coming on. We announced this week, my wife and I, that we are having a baby boy. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a boy and a girl, which is, which is super exciting. And, you know, we just moved back from overseas. So the first time our family's been together in a long time. And even personally, I just feel like already this year, God's filling me with fresh vision and fresh excitement. And I really believe it's going to be an amazing year. Um, and I started my year off as we just did move back. I got a whole bunch of my old stuff from my parents' house. Apparently, it was taking up too much room, and Dad needed a few more offices in the house. Uh, so he sent me about three packing boxes full of, of memories. Um, I don't know, did anyone here ever have like a special drawer when you were in school where you put like all your special memories? A few people are nodding, a few people are looking at me like, you're weird. Um, you know, you put your little memories in there, and your teacher wrote a, a, a little note on the top of your page, so you'd rip it out, and you'd put it in your little memory drawer or whatever it was. So I had three packing boxes of memories. Um, a lot of stuff, I'm not sure why I kept it. I came across a fourth-place ribbon uh, for swimming carnival. <laughs> but I told Talitha this, and, and she said, they go that low? Like, <laughs> and I was like, hey, hey, I, was pretty, I must have been proud of it. I think there was only eight people in the race. Um, let's just, you know, that's that's inclusivity, right? Everyone gets a medal. Everyone gets a, a, a thing. Um, I found some, I guess, uh, a reminder of, of how poor my humor sense was um, and how poor my artistic skills were with, with this picture that I found. Um, if the team can put it up. There we go. It's a picture of my friend Craig, and he can't go to church because he's got a turbine on his head and there's no turbines in church. Um, so I thought, I thought that was going to win an award when I drew it. Um, judging by the reaction here tonight, we should put that one in the don't keep box. Um, I also found a birthday card from the one and only Mr. Slater. Uh, it actually originally said, happy birthday, daddy. Uh, and he's crossed it out and written Levi. And then he's got, dear Levi, I'm not too good at goodbyes, so I'll just keep this short. You're the best, it said dad, but Levi ever. Get well, Sue, man. Congrats on the promotion. You're the best. Happy 15th. So... Yeah, lots of, lots of weird old memories that I, I thought at the time were, were worth keeping. 
Um, and, and as I was looking through this stuff, I actually started to think back on, you know, old times and going to school. And I actually started to go in kind of this, I guess, negative spiral of kind of nostalgia, thinking about, man, how, how simple were the times back then? Or remember when you used to get eight weeks off over Christmas? Like, what would I even, I don't even, can't even imagine what I would do for eight weeks. Where are the students out here tonight? Give, oh, come on, give me like a you or something. Yeah, there we are. You guys, I don't know how you do it. It's amazing. I think, I think that's just a skill that you can fill eight weeks with anything. Um, I start, you know, thinking back, it was simpler and I could just do what I wanted when I wanted. And if I wanted to play video games till 3 a.m., I could play video games till 3 a.m. And I actually got into this kind of a bit of a negative headspace just thinking back on, on the good old days. And it kind of made me think about when we're, when, you know, we're holding on to stuff from the past, it can really stop us from stepping forward to and seeing all the good things that God wants to, wants to do in our life. And I went from having this great 2021 planned out to kind of feeling a bit meh about how the year was going to be. And I had to catch myself and remind myself, hey, no, this is going to be a good year. God's going to do good things. God is going to do amazing things through my life. And I want to speak a little bit about that tonight, about the new thing that God wants to do in our life. And I want to start from Paul in Philippians 3, 13 to 14. Oh, actually, I had a definition of nostalgia, if you missed it. This kind of helped me understand why I felt bad. So the definition of nostalgia, are you ready? Is a wistful or excessively sentimental yearning for return to or of some period or uh, irrecoverable, irrecoverable, I pronounce it, I practice this so many times, I still got it wrong, condition. Um, so a wistful or excessive sentiment of yearning for the return of something in the past. And if you're anything like me, you're there right now thinking, what the heck does wistful mean? Don't worry, I got you, okay? Wistful means, does anyone know what wistful means? Just a show of hands, okay, okay. Yep, okay, quite a few, that's embarrassing. Uh, apparently it's just me. But it means full of yearning, or desire tinged with melancholy, or desire tinged with sadness. And I think it's funny where there can sometimes be a fine line between reminiscing and actually becoming nostalgic and just wishing for the good old days and wishing things were how they used to be. And it says, Paul addresses this in Philippians 3 where he says, um, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. And, and I think, you know, it's been said a million times, but COVID was, has been such a shakeup and so many things have changed. I think life has fundamentally changed. And a lot of people are talking about, you know, when we get back to pre-COVID or when we get to, you know, the social distancing laws, you know, go away. And, and it's kind of this, this yearning for what life used to be like. I know it can be easy in church. So I can't wait till we can, you know, we can, we can hug again at church or we can high five again at church. Um, but I don't know about you, but I, I kind of feel like I, I don't really want things. If I'm honest, there's some things that I don't want to go back to. This, if I'm really honest, I'm ready for God to do something new in my life. I don't want church just to go back to how it was before COVID. I, I don't want my life just to go back to how it was before COVID. I'm ready for God to do something through in me and through me. And I hope you feel the same. Is there anyone else here who would say, I'm ready for something new? I had a good year, but I'm ready for God to do something new. I'm ready for something new. And so the question is, if we go back to Paul's verse, he's pressing towards what's ahead. The question is, what's ahead? 
What, what's this next year going to hold for us? What's this next year going to look like? And, and I just so believe that this next year could be incredible for, for you, that God could do amazing things in you and through you and with you. And the key to it is going to be letting go of the past and straining towards what God has for you next. I am ready for something new. Turn to the person beside you and say, I'm ready for something new. Now say it like you mean it. I'm ready for something new. Yeah, get that croaky voice. Channel your inner Brian Houston. I'm ready for something new. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I don't think he says that. Sorry, Brian, if you're watching the live stream tonight. Which he potentially is, guys. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> where was I in my message? God is doing something new. Hey, I really think that even right now that God is doing new things, that even in the first week of this year, you know, that God is pouring out new vision into people's life, that he's really unveiling new strength for people to access. There's new grace for a new season. There's new freedom where you've been struggling. God is doing a new thing. And the Bible talks about it like God pouring out new wine. And it highlights the importance of us getting ready to receive the new thing that God wants to do in our life. And that's what I want to talk about tonight is how do we receive the new thing that God is doing? It says in Luke 5, 37 and 38, it says, No one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And so, you know, back in the day when people actually had these wine skins, it was literally an animal skin that they would put wine in. It, you're basically asking for trouble if you would put new wine into an old wine skin. Because the old wine skins, they were hard and brittle. They'd had wine sitting in them for a long time. The new wine skins were soft and, and flexible. And what the new wine does, you know, when wine is new, it's still fermenting and it's bubbling and it's letting off all these gases. And the wine skin, a new wine skin would expand and would kind of would move with the wine and be flexible with the wine. But if you put new wine into an old wine skin, it would crack, you would lose the wine, you would lose your expensive wine skin and basically have a really bad day. And what this scripture in the Bible is encouraging us to do, it's the wine is, represents the new thing that God is doing. God is pouring out new wine and the wine skin, it represents us. It represents our heart. And really the message behind this scripture is we have to get ready. We have to keep a new heart if we want to receive the new thing that God is doing. If we don't stay new, we're going to miss out on the new thing that God is trying to do. So I want to give us three things, three ways we can get ready to receive the new thing that God is doing. Are you ready? First thing is we have got to let go of the old. We've got to let go of the old if we want to receive the new. Uh, directly after Luke 5.39, it says, And no one, after drinking old wine, wants the new, for they say the old is better. And I think it's a pretty blunt scripture, isn't it? God's like, I'm doing something new. And it's like, but actually, everyone's going to want the old stuff. And recently, my dad has started, he's turning into a little bit of a winemaker. He's been dabbling with some winemaking. And he's been giving us, you know, a little taste of, of things as they go on their way. And, you know, some of it is like, yeah, I can really see this going to a new place. But... I don't want to bag it, but kind of like the scripture says, like no one's going to drink that after drinking the old wine. Because the old wine is where it's got the mature and the rich taste about it. With the new wine, it's sharp. It's kind of a little bit different. It's kind of like, what's going on here? And, and I think in the same way, 
when God does something new, sometimes it can be actually hard to step into the new because we've got to let go of the old. The old is what we're comfortable with. The old is what we're used to. The old might be the way it was always done. It might be the way that we always thought. Uh, I think one example of of this for me was, was coming back after COVID, and we brought back the 6 p.m. service. And one of the things that had to die with COVID was the mosh pit. I don't know if anyone remembers the mosh pit. It was this big kind of thing happening at the front with people dancing and people getting crowd surfed. And it was, it was pretty wild. And, and I kind of had some old thinking, like, if you want to reach young people, you need a mosh pit. Like that was kind of what was built into my brain. I remember back when we didn't have a mosh pit and then we launched the night service. We're wanting to reach more young people. So it's like, we're going to add in the mosh pit. And, and I was a little bit like, I don't know what's going to happen now that we've had to kill the mosh. Like, is the whole service just going to die? And you know, what, what's amazing was that it wasn't that the whole service died. It was actually that the whole service just became the mosh pit. Rather than just being down the front, everyone started worshipping, everyone started raising their hands, people were on the tears jumping. It was like, oh my goodness, God is doing something new. This is some new wine. We've got to be ready to receive it. And if for me, if I hadn't been able to change my thinking, I would not have been able to see the new thing and receive the new thing that God was trying to do. Um, I remember when we first went to church online, and we've got our online campus joining us tonight. I think we should give them a big round of applause, a big welcome. It's great to have you guys with us tonight. Um, but it's, it's funny now because everyone does, or a lot of people have experienced online church. And I remember back before online church, it was almost like the thinking was, is that okay? Like, can we do church online? Is, it, is that really church if it's church online? And, and I think there was a lot of this kind of old thinking and the interesting thing is that since we've stepped into the new, since we've launched that online um, campus, we've been reaching people in different cities, in different towns, in different states, in different countries, people are joining in from all over the world. And again, it's like, wow, God is trying to do something new. And if we can just let go of the old thinking and the old way of doing things, we can receive the new thing that God is trying to do. And I wonder what that means in your life. I wonder what the new thing God is trying to do in your life, you know, and maybe there is some old thinking that you need to let go of so you can receive that new thing that God is trying to do. Maybe some old habits or some old way of doing things, maybe some things that you're comfortable with. It's time to actually let that go and receive the new. You know, maybe for you, the old is just coming to church and attending and, and having a good time and going home. And, and maybe God would say to you, hey, if you were willing to step out of your comfort zone, maybe join a team or maybe join some, maybe meet some new people, I would do amazing things. You would receive that new wine that I have for you. Maybe it even is in your workplace or in your school and you, you've got your group of friends, but God is saying, hey, if you would step outside of your comfort zone, there is something new that I would love to do through you this year. I wonder what God would do through you if you would be willing to let go of the old. So we've got to let go of the old. We've got to let go of what's comfortable. We've got to be thankful for the past, but excited and ready for something new. The second thing, so we've got to get rid of the past, we've got to let go of the past, but we've also got to see the new thing that God's doing. And one of my favorite scriptures in Isaiah 42, 
and it says, uh, 43, sorry, verse 19, and it says, see, I am doing a new thing. I mean, is that not an encouraging scripture? See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I love that. See, I'm doing a new thing. And even tonight, I feel like God's doing something new. I, I don't know if you noticed it, but you know, even when Sam was talking about Lord send revival and man, we're hungry for God to do something new. Just singing those words and it, it says, you know, like you've done it before, would you do it again? I, I'm not thinking, God, please keep doing the exact same things you're doing. It's, I just want to see God move in a crazy way in my life like he's done it before. I know he can do it again. I'm ready for something new. God, send your new revival. God, do something fresh in my life. And I just really feel that, that God is wanting to do something new. And if, if we want to be a part of it, we've got to be able to see that. We've got to be able to see that God is doing something new. We've got to be able to imagine it. I just really want to encourage us this year to really start to get a vision for your life and and a vision for what this year could look like. And, you know, I think in the past year, long-term planning has been about three days ahead. Um, You know, if you knew what you were having for lunch, that was kind of like long-term planning. It's like, you know, it's like, I think I'm having Subway for dinner, but it could be closed. There could be new social distancing rules, so I'm not sure. Um, But don't be afraid of that. I would really encourage you to really look at this year and start to imagine, hey, if God could do anything, which he can, what would that, if, if God could just, would just do one thing in my life, what would that be? That, what would I like him to do? And I, and I encourage you just to start imagining it, start picturing it. I think that's where really our faith comes from. I talked about that last time I spoke, seeing it with your mind's eye. You know, maybe it's a healing thing. Maybe you've been sick for a long time. I'd encourage you. God's doing new things. He's pouring out new power. He's got something fresh this year. Could you imagine yourself healed? Could you imagine yourself whole? Could you imagine yourself financially stable? I'd encourage you to to see the new thing that God is trying to do. And I think a great way to see it is to, to really look at your life and, and to think, you know, what, what, what is God trying to do at me? Look at your life and look at the gifts that he's given you. And I think that's a good hint of the new thing that God wants to do in your life. You know that we all have gifts and our, our gifts might be different. You might not be able to worship lead like Sam, but you might be able to get on a camera and be like the stream team, helping out our online campus. We've all got different gifts, and, and God's given us these gifts to give to other people, really, to, to help other people. And I'd encourage you to really step back and look at your life and think, you know, what, why has God made me the way that he's made me? And Maybe if you feel like you're not gifted, just ask some of your friends what your gift is. Ask your life group leader. They'll be able to point it out. Uh, It's usually really obvious what your gift is. Sometimes it's so obvious that we can't even see it ourselves. It can be a bit like, yeah, I'm just friendly. And it's like, everyone's friendly, aren't they? And it's like, no, they're not. You're really good at it. That's your gift. Uh, Look at your gifting, and it's a good hint of of what God wants to do. And I just encourage you to just kind of, I guess... Offer up your gift to God and say, God, would you use this gift? Would you use me the way that you made me to make a difference in my life this year? And I really believe that we're going to see God do good things. You know, maybe you've given up on believing. Maybe you're feeling down. Maybe you're feeling a bit depressed. Would you start to see yourself healed and whole and and ready for God to do new things? My final thought, just as I'm wrapping up, is we've got to get excited for the new. We've got to let go of the past. We've got to see the future. We've got to see the new. And we've got to get excited for the new thing. And, and I think that 
Excitement really has a physical response to it. When you're genuinely excited, it's like your body just automatically takes over. I remember a couple of months ago when, not a couple of months ago, about a month ago when Tavita proposed at the Christmas, was it Christmas Eve, Christmas, one of the Christmas services that we had. And yeah, he's like, I don't know. She said yes. So that's the important part. Uh, And I I thought, you know, T, as he got down on his knee to propose, what was incredible was the, the line of youth leaders in the back that just rose to their feet and were just like, oh, just losing their mind. They were clapping, you know. When we're excited about something, there's like a physical reaction to it. It's like, my body has got to do something. And I think it's the same if you're watching the footy and your team is close to getting a try. I love it when, you know, State of Origin and the Maroons are just about at the try line and it's like everyone's up on their feet like, oh, what's going to happen? I think there's this physical response when we're excited about something. I'm sure when Jaden got down on one knee, Steph wasn't just like, yep. <laughs> and, then they, and then they went home. I'm sure she did something like this. Or, you know, I'm sure Jaden got down and he, he kind of tensed his arms as he held it out. And he's like, man, this is what sign writing will do to you. It'll get you real ripped. And, you know, there's a physical response when, when, when we're excited about something. And I guess I say that just to encourage us. Let's not let this just be a message or a feeling that we have. If, if, if you actually are ready for something new, I would encourage you to maybe consider doing something new, to react in an excited way, to, to lean in, you know, to posture yourself for the new thing that God is doing. The question would be, how are you posturing? How are you positioning yourself for the new thing that God wants to do in you? Maybe practically it's, it's studying a new course or studying something new while you're working. Maybe it's applying for a new job in the area that you're excited about. Maybe it is signing up for a team and saying, you know what, I'm not sure how I could help out, but I'd just love to be a part of what God is doing through this church, um, I'd encourage you, how are you positioning yourself? It's a physical thing when you're excited. If you're really excited about something, go and make a change. Go and put yourself in a position for something new. And I'm just honestly really, really excited for this year. I think that God is really doing amazing things through our church. And I think that we're really being a part of writing history with what God's doing in our city. I really think that, that the plans God has for our church are huge. Yeah. He plans to take the hope and the good news about Jesus, not just to our city, not just to our schools, but even outside of that, to the towns around us, to the other cities in our state, to cities outside of the state. Really, I believe that God is using us to bring a change in the whole world. And I think when we come together with our gifts, when we say, hey, I'm ready and excited to be a part of something new, when we position ourselves for the new thing that God is doing, I think that's where we can actually really make a difference. And I don't know about you, but that's really what I want with my life. I want to make a difference. I, I, I want God to look at me and say, hey, you, you were a part of making fruit that lasted. And I really think that you know, us being fruitful in our life, it's, it's measured in people, I think. You know, I, I really want, and not in a selfish way, but I want to have a big funeral, you know, because I want to live a life that impacts people just beyond myself. I, I don't, I don't want to live the kind of life where it's like, well, God did a lot of stuff in me, but, you know, I didn't actually make any fruit that was outside of me. And, and I'll just encourage you as you're dreaming and imagining all that this year could be, and just imagine of how, how God could use you to impact the people around you. And maybe it's just by showing them the kindness of God. Maybe it's by showing that real forgiveness or trying to, you know, I guess, reflect the, 
unconditional love of Jesus. I'm just so excited. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for something new. I'm excited for what God's going to do this year. I'm excited for what He's going to do in me, what He's going to do in the church, what He's going to do in you. So I would encourage you, would you maybe look at yourself and, and, and look through your thinking. Is there any way, any thing, old things that I need to let go of? Is there any things that I need to see differently? I'm going to get a vision for what my life could be this year. I've got a couple of questions just to apply it as we finish. Really quickly. First question is, really, what can you see happening this year? And, and I just encourage you, if you've maybe already got a kind of negative image of, of what this year is going to look like, I'd encourage you to rethink your thinking on that one to get some fresh thinking about how good this year could actually be with you and God and the big plan He has for your life. Second question is, do you spend more time wallowing in nostalgia or dreaming about what the future could be? really encourage you with that. Do you spend more time thinking about the good old days or really dreaming and imagining and praying in to how amazing the future could be? Are you excited for this year? And if so, I love that. Are you excited for this year? I hope so. If so, how are you positioning yourself? What's something new that you're going to do? Who's a new person that you're going to talk to at work or at your school? Or, you know, who's someone else that you're going to reach out to? What's, what's your plan? Are you going to study something new? Are you going to, you know, try to get into a job? Maybe you're going to start like a little side hustle with the dream that maybe one day it can be the main thing. I encourage you, if you're excited for something new, position yourself for something new. And I really think that as we do that, we're going to see God do amazing things in our life and in our church and in the world that's around us. And hey, as we finish, I'd just love to, I'd really love to pray for us. I just really, I don't know, I have the feeling that, that God wants to put fresh vision in people's lives tonight. That maybe it is something you've been struggling with for a long time and God's saying, you know what, if you're ready for something new, I'm ready for something new. Maybe it's a, a habit or addiction you've been struggling to break and you're saying, hey, you know what, God, I'm ready for something new. I don't want to live that way anymore. I think that God is saying, hey, I've got something new if you're ready for something new. Maybe it is. Maybe it is just you felt hopeless. I think God's saying, you know what? I've got fresh hope and vision for you. I've got fresh healing for you. If only you were ready for it. So why don't we pray just as we wrap up the service. Jesus, I just pray for each and every person here tonight. I thank you for the good plan and purpose you have for their lives. And God, I just pray that you would fill them with excitement for this next year, for the new thing that you're going to do in them and through them. God, I just pray that you would help them to let go of the past and grab on to the amazing future that you have for them. We pray that you would give us incredible vision for this year, that you, we, we would see things the way that you see things, God, that our hearts would break for the things that break yours. And God, we just pray that as we do that, as we get excited about it, you would show us the new things that you've got for us. You would show us new things that we could do. You would fill us with new ideas and new vision as we enter into this year. In Jesus' name. Amen. And hey, just one more group of people that I would love to pray for tonight. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, or maybe it's been a long time since you've followed Him. And, and tonight you're thinking to yourself, you know what? I'm actually ready for something new. I've tried living life my way, and it's, it's not turning out how I wanted it. And this year, 2021, I'm actually ready for something new. And maybe that new thing for you is just to take a step towards Jesus, to in, in a sense, turn yourself towards him and, and position yourself. Turn your shoulders 
towards Jesus and say, you know what, God, if, if you want to do something new in my life, I'm ready to accept it. And if that was you here tonight and you feel like that, you want to make a decision to follow Jesus and whatever that means, maybe it's just follow him with the next step. Maybe it's the first decision to start a journey towards him. I would encourage you just to, you know, maybe pray a simple prayer like, dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I'll follow you. And maybe put that into your own words. I think that's the best decision that you'll ever make, a decision to follow Jesus. Life with Jesus is so exciting. It's so amazing. It's so full of hope and vision. And it's not always easy, but God is always with us in the good times and the bad. So come on. I'm ready for something new. Are you ready for something new? Come on.